Welcome to the CrocCast, Peace Studies Conversations convened by the Croc Institute for International Peace Studies at the University of Notre Dame. In today's episode, we will be talking about the first report on the implementation of the transversal ethnic approach within Colombia's final peace agreement, recently released by the Croc Institute's Peace Accords Matrix Barometer Initiative team that monitors real-time implementation of the 2016 Colombian Peace Agreement. Greetings, everyone, joining us for this podcast conversation. My name is Josefina Chavarria Alvarez, director of the Croc Institute Peace Accords Matrix. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with three specialists from the Barometer Initiative and Peace Accords Matrix teams about the ethnic chapter that is included in the 2016 Colombian Peace Agreement. Our team recently released a report on the status of implementation of the ethnic approach within the agreement. And today we'll talk about the current status of ethnic approach implementation, opportunities and challenges, and the methodology used to create this report. To begin, I wanna introduce our guests today. Yvonne Zuniga Garcia is a specialist for the Barometer Initiative and monitors issues related to implementation and verification of the ethnic chapter. Hello, Josefina and everyone. Very glad to be in this podcast to talk about the ethnic chapter. Thank you. Daniel Cano Insuasti is the Political Relations Coordinator for the Barometer Initiative in Colombia. Hi, Daniel. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Josefina, for the invitation to have this discussion, this conversation about this important report that we presented. And finally, we have Patrick McQuestion, Research Associate with the Peace Accords Matrix Program. Welcome, Patrick. Thank you, Josefina, and everybody listening. So, Yvonne, uh, we know that the Colombian Peace Agreement is one of the most comprehensive and innovative peace agreements in the world. And part of this innovation has to do with the inclusion of an ethnic chapter. Can you talk about what's included in this chapter? Yes, thank you, Josefina. Well, comparing with other peace agreements around the world, the Colombian peace agreement is one of those that include the ethnic approach in a very broad dimension, a comprehensive manner. This approach includes in different provisions across the six points of the Colombian peace agreement, but especially to the ethnic chapter, which is part of point C of the peace accord. The ethnic chapter is definitely a win for the ethnic communities in Colombia, which arrived to the last stage of the negotiation process that took place in the Havana, Cuba. But this chapter um, especially recognized the impact of the armed conflict in the Afro-Colombian, indigenous, and tribal communities of the country, but also include principles that acknowledge the rights of the communities, like the collective property of the land, the right of the self-determination of the communities in this country. So additionally, this uh, chapter contains a specific commitment for the ethnic communities, such as the inclusion and development of the 
differential approach for the different programs and initiatives result of the peace accord. Also, for example, humanitarian, the mining, and some ethnic territories, uh, and the creation of a special forum for the follow-up of the commitments included in the ethnic chapter. To summarize, the ECNIF uh, chapter is a very unique experience of peace building that recognizes uh, the role of the ethnic communities and they write their contribution to the peace building. Thank you. Thank you all for that comprehensive answer. Patrick, this first report on the ethnic approach examines the period between November 2016 and May 2020. Let's talk briefly about the content of this report. The status of the implementation of the agreement is not analyzed point by point, but instead the report focused on the priority issues for the ethnic communities. Which issues does this report cover? Thank you, Josefina. This report covers a wide range of issues. Unlike other reports, it's organized according to sort of the themes or components of the ethnic focus that the barometer initiative utilizes. As we know, the ethnic approach is transversal. That is to say that it's included in various points of the accord in different stipulations and mechanisms. So this report has a unique structure. It has specific territorial case studies that illustrate certain ethnic dynamics in Colombia. For example, the COVID-19 emergency uh, insecurity in rural areas and the importance of indigenous uh, women leaders in the peace process. And I guess to summarize, some major themes that we look at are, for example, the prior consultation mechanisms for ethnic groups. This allows communities to be consulted and participate in, in policy decisions and, and legislation. This is something that occurs in different parts of the accord. So it's key for implementing the, the PIDET program, for example just as it is for reconciliation processes and the territorial peace councils. The report also highlights some important steps that the government uh, has taken uh, to consult with ethnic groups and some of the difficulties as well involved in communicating and funding the ethnic initiatives in the territories. Other aspects that we look at in the report are reincorporation procedures for ethnic ex-combatants, and we also assess the security and, and personal defense mechanisms being carried out in, in the framework of this agreement. Some FARC ex-combatants, they comprise about 15% of all ex-combatants are from ethnic communities. Uh, and this report digs in into how, for example, international cooperation has supported uh, the livelihood projects uh, of this community. And finally, uh, the report also looks at uh, the transitional justice uh, mechanism that's unique to Colombia's agreement. Many important procedures have taken place that reinforce the truth-seeking and, and protocols involved in intercultural dialogues uh, with ethnic uh, victims. And the report concludes that coordination has improved in territories, but there are still certain delays in the provision of reparations, for example, and other aspects. Thank you, Patrick. That is a wonderful uh, start into the next question that I want to 
share with Yvonne, and it's about uh, the implementation of the ethnic approach progress. What are some of the advances that we can observe? Okay, thank you, Josefina and Patrick, for any comments about the report. So before going to the point of the progress, we are identifying and this monitoring, I would like to mention about our methodology. The monitoring methodology of the ethnic approach developed by Croc Institute through Barometer Initiative follow up the implementation of AT stipulations are across of the six points of the accord, which include 13 stipulations of the ethnic chapter that I mentioned before. According with our med- monitoring, there is a significant gap between the implementation of the ethnic approach and the general uh, agreement. And for example, while the general agreement has a 26% of complete stipulations, the ethnic approach has only 10% of those stipulations. And we can see this tendency across every category of the monitoring. I mean, this commitment or stipulation in intermediate, minimum, and no level of evidence. But going back to your question, there is some progress, and especially we highlight in this report two uh, aspects. First, the participation of the ethnic communities and uh, the construction of the development programs with territorial focus, the PDS. And second, the recognition of the ethnic approach in the comprehensive system of drug justice, reparation, and no recurrence. So going back to the participation of the communities in the construction of the pedets, there was uh, the design of a special mechanisms of consulting that were included in the methodology to build the pedets which were basically working tables uh, with the communities where they can include their own planning process, their own initiatives uh, that reflect their cultural and development vision of their territories. As a result of these mechanisms, uh, the communities include more than 8,000 initiatives on the 16 pedets that we have in Colombia. So second, and relate to the comprehensive system of true justice or reparation and no recurrence, the three institutions that are part of this system develop the differential approach and build channels of coordination with the Afro-Colombian and indigenous people. For example, we can see protocols between the special jurisdiction for peace the HEP, and the indigenous justice system. Also, the True Commission built bridges to harmonization with the communities and their authorities, so they can contribute to the construction of the True and can tell in their own words what happened during the conflict in Colombia. So we recognize these two big aspects as progress and recognition of the communities. And we highlight that this very important that the, the type of coordination that exists with PEDETS and the comprehensive system has to be an example for other entities and the government that had responsibilities related to the peace accord. 
Yes, that sounds like an excellent and very relevant message. I would like to ask Danielle to talk about the challenges that uh, implementation of the ethnic approach and the ethnic chapter is facing in Colombia. Danielle, which are the areas that still need special attention as we think about continuing to implement this approach in the future? Yes, there are several challenges for the implementation of the ethnic uh, approach or the ethnic chapter that we have identified in our report. And I will focus on four uh, main areas of challenges. Probably the most complicated and the most critical of all those four areas is the area of security or the challenges that has to do with the threats and risk that ethnic communities are experiencing in different territories of the country. As you probably know, there are several illegal armed groups that are targeting and affecting ethnic communities, especially because they are located in areas where illicit crop production is more relevant. So that is causing an important or a significant number of events of victimization of these ethnic communities. In issues, for example, forced displacement or confinements of these communities, a killing of social leaders and others that are difficult in not just the leaving of those communities, but the whole implementation of the peace agreement. The Ombudsman Office has produced more than 100 early warnings relating to these events that are occurring in these, in these regions. And they have highlighted the importance of implementing a more integral approach to security. And this has to do with important mechanisms that are within the peace agreement that focus on the participation of the communities on the implementation and the creation of the security mechanisms. For example, the importance of stretching the local mechanisms for security which are, for example, uh, guardias indígenas or guardias cimarronas, which are special mechanisms that are developed by the same communities in order to protect their territories. The second area of concern is related to participation. Uh, as you know, ethnic communities are sometimes located in remote areas where participation is sometimes complicated, especially when it has to do with the different instances created by the peace agreement. So this is an important issue that is related also with a special element in the Constitution of Colombia that has to do with previous consultation with ethnic, ethnic communities before implementing any program. Since this consultation mechanism hasn't been working very well, the programs also have suffering from delays on starting the implementation, especially what has to do with economic reincorporation and other programs related, for example, with the substitution of illicit, illicit crops. A third area of concern has to do with transformation or these mechanisms that are aimed to improve the living conditions of ethnic communities, especially what has to do with uh, land access or access to land, uh, and also to um, the implementation of development programs in the regions with an ethnic focus. And finally, a fourth area of concern has to do with the reincorporation of former combatants because this requires a specific approach and a specific focus in order to be more specific related to the, the different considerations that ethnic communities has, has to do related to their own vision of the reality. So this, require, this reincorporation route requires a specificity 
that is being uh, delayed or ha has an important delay that need to be addressed in order to increase the effectiveness of reincorporation of former combatants. Excellent, thank you. Yvonne, the report also includes a number of case studies that explore territorial dynamics of implementation that deserve special attention. Could you tell us what are those cases and why is it important to highlight them? Yes, thank you. As Patrick mentioned before, this report analyzes unique components of the ethnic approach, so in five terms. And each of them includes a territorial case that gives us an example of the implementation at the local level. So I would like to highlight two of those cases that reflect the importance of participation of ethnic communities, but also women in the process of peace building. So fears about the effective participation of the communities in the report, we include this case of governance and ethnic territorial transformation through the participatory construction of the development plan with ethnic territorial focus on the Chocó, which is a region in Colombia that has a high level of ethnic population, especially Afro-Colombians and indigenous people. In the case of this PD, they also include the word ethnic to reflect the diversity of the territorial. And in the process of the building of the PD, they use this methodology I um, explained before of the special mechanisms for participation. And there include not only ethnic communities, but other sectors of the social society and the church. So in the end, in this case, the process of the um, construction of the PDED and the PDED itself reflects the diversity of the territory by the inclusion of initiatives that contains life plan, safeguarding, self-development, environmental management uh, mechanisms that have been prioritized for the ethnic communities. So this strategy of working and coordinating different social society and ethnic communities is a way to recognize the spirit of the ethnic chapter. And here the governance exercise by ethnic people play an essential role in shaping their vision of the territory, but also the incidents and other planning process like the municipal and departmental development plans. The second case is about the participation of victims, but especially women and peace building. This is about the association of Afro-descent women in the Northern Cauca. They are called ASOM, which is a good example of resilient, resistant, and peace building in the territory. This is a association that have been working more than 23 years in this region, promoting the participation of Afro-descendant women. They are more than 220 women and different village, especially in the rural areas. We want to highlight this case because they are a victim, a collective victim recognized by the, the special jurisdiction for peace. 
In this case, that is a number uh, five case, they are recognized as victims of this different victimization committed by the FARC, but also by public force. In around this case, they uh, construed two reports about the violation of women from different uh, sectors, legal and illegal actors in their territories. So they are a really brave group of women that are a voice for the territory, but also this is a way to exemplify also the spirit of the peace agreement and is the intersectionality between the gender approach, the ethnic approach, and the territorial approach. Yvonne, thank you so much for all your insights. I would like to turn again to Patrick and ask a little bit more about the great impact that the COVID-19 pandemic has had in the world and also on peace building. Given the realities of the ongoing pandemic, how has it been possible to advance implementation on the ground in Colombia? What strategies have been put in place to address the ongoing health challenges? Thank you, Josefina, for that important question. The report uh, reflects on on the impact of COVID-19. And unfortunately, the pandemic has had a disparate negative impact on many of these communities, ethnic communities in and outside of Colombia, many of which, as Danielle mentioned earlier, are in rural territories, dispersed with limited access to healthcare um, and other basic needs, such as even drinking water, energy, now internet access, which is becoming ever more important uh, for coordinating uh, and planning. So the report talks about consultative and deliberative processes that have been interrupted by by COVID in these rural ethnic communities. This has the transition to virtual workspaces in central government uh, does not directly translate into the communities. Uh, it's hard It's hard for these communities to, to have infrastructural uh, inequities be reverted. So the report talks about the importance of consultative processes, but also how these have been interrupted with the um, with the pandemic, there is there has been a response uh, on behalf of indigenous authorities uh, for addressing the pandemic. So, indigenous leaders have created a national prevention strategy uh, that includes pedagogical activities around the pandemic, as well as logistical security measures uh, that reduce traffic and the presence of outsiders in in some of these territories. However, there is a lot of work that needs to be done. The report concludes that the government has to support the development of, of some basic needs that, that these communities need. The consultative tools uh, that we mentioned are ever more important now to make sure that these improvements are made efficiently and in keeping with the local traditions. So fortunately, the Accord provides some framework for these kinds of actions. Um, it's just a matter of putting them on the ground. Excellent. Those are very hopeful news. Thank you so very much to all our guests today and to all of our listeners. You can learn more about our work in Colombia and read the full report at peaceaccords.nd.edu slash barometer. You have been listening to The Croccast. Conversations on Peace Studies convened by the Kroc Institute for International Peace Studies at the University of Notre Dame, part of the Keough School of Global Affairs. You can find all episodes of the Croccast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, 
TuneIn, Stitcher, and online at croc.nd.edu slash podcast. You can also rate and review our podcasts, which will help more people find our show. For more updates and stories from the Croc Institute, you can follow us online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more information on the Peace Accords Matrix or on the Barometer Initiative, visit peaceaccords.nd.edu. Thanks for listening.